When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Yet another bonus one because, well, the game is Tuesday and so much has changed since my last podcast on Friday. So I'll be joined by the Washington Post's Nikki Javala and the Richmond Times-Dispatch's Michael Phillips to discuss all that's happened, what it means for Tuesday when Washington plays the Eagles. You can follow Nikki on Twitter at Nikki Jabvala, that's J-N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A, and read her work on WashingtonPost.com. You can follow Michael at, at Michael P. RTD and read his work at the Richmond Times-Dispatch's site. You can read my work, of course, on ESPN.com. I have a lot up there now about all that's going on. It changes by the day, so head to the site to keep up. As we record this on Sunday, there's now more of a chance that Taylor Heineke will be back than Kyle Allen, but what percentage? Really don't know at all yet. After practice on Sunday, Ron Rivera said the numbers were trending up for the quarterbacks, which is a good thing. The higher the number, the less infectious apparently they become. I'm not a scientist. I don't understand that. That's what they say. So if the numbers are going up, that's a good thing. What that means beyond today, who knows? It helps that receiver Cam Sims and defensive lineman Daniel Wise were activated off the list, as we'll discuss in a minute. Washington is now down to 16 players on the COVID list, but also compounding that is J.D. McKissick and Curtis Samuel. Neither one of those guys has practiced all week. McKissick now has a neck issue. Um, Samuel has a hamstring issue. And then you also have tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, who did not practice on Sunday because of an illness. It is not a COVID situation, so there's still a chance he could play. Um, right now, they're down to one true tight end in, Ale- in John Bates. And then they have practice squatter Alex Arma, who they had in Carolina. This staff did. He can, And Rivera said he can play fullback, running back, tight end. That could be your duo on Tuesday. So we'll see. Anyway, in my conversation with Nikki and Michael, we'll cover all the scenarios, plus what it means to get certain players back, like John Allen, Montez Sweat, as well as the other two ends, James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill. If you listened to the podcast the other day, you know that these were, were players Washington was optimistic about returning. Back to the quarterbacks. If they can get Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke back, then I think they have a really good shot at winning this game. I'll also ask Nikki and Michael if the Eagles fans and some of their media are justified in saying that Washington wasn't following protocols, so why are the Eagles being punished? To be honest, I'm not sure how they know that. There's an assumption in Philly that it started with Montez Sweat, and that's not what I heard. I can't say anything for positive, but I certainly know that they can't either. So, and I'm not, you know, people can say whatever they want, but it's it, it looks like an easy one plus one equals two because Sweat had it. But the bottom line is our understanding is he wasn't even in the building around this time when he got it. So I don't know. I can't say that for sure. I'm not ruling anything out. I just don't think you can make that leap and say, well, it all started there and that they weren't following protocols. I think there was another player who may have spread it or possibly a staffer. What we know about this variant, Omicron, is that it, it spreads rapidly. 
We know that the Washington team doctor, um, Cancelero, told the media on a conference call the other day that of the 23 players, the NFL media, of the 23 players who had been on the list, he would have only held two out if it had just been based on their symptoms. What we know about this variant is that you can do a lot of things right and still catch it. I have a relative who had COVID, was vaxxed and boosted, and still caught it this week. For him, he said it feels like a bad cold right now. I know someone else in the same situation, had it, vaxxed, boosted, caught it again. This person doesn't have symptoms. They were doing things right and still caught it. So to say it was a matter of not following protocol is a bit, I don't want to say disingenuous or lazy. I just don't think it's accurate right now because we don't know. I don't blame fans for being upset. You'd be too if this had happened to Washington. Kind of did last year with the Pittsburgh game. But media, and they had to go out to the West Coast after that. But the media should be a lot more careful when saying things. I also go back to what Doc Walker talked about in my podcast last week about how he always wanted to face teams at their healthiest. It was the competitor in him. I don't know that everybody feels that way. I think guys just want to play when you play, and whoever you have, you go. I get that moving a game at this time of the year can put teams in a bad spot. That's where teams have to take their cue from the head coach. And if Nick Sirianni handles a certain way, then his players will as well. The same is true here with Ron Rivera. They've been very matter-of-fact with it all week. This team has been through a lot in the last 18 months or so, um, and I think that actually helps them in a situation like this. I think that it's a very adaptable group, and so we'll see what happens. Um, but I don't think you can just assume certain things. Anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch and Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Christmas week and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that certainly will put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle into your pocket. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, your Christmas can still be merry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KIME, bet just $5 on any NBA team, and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code KIME this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back. Now here's my conversation with Nikki Javala from the Washington Post and Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Well, we don't know what's going to happen as we tape this because so much is still fluid. But I have Michael Phillips here and then Nikki Javala. And I want to start with, one of the things I want to start with is just the protocols because Philadelphia fans, media and all that, there's been a lot of harping on, well, one team followed the protocols, one didn't. What do you guys think of that? Because, Nikki, I mean, do you, I mean, we don't know. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, for, for people to say they know outright that everybody in Philadelphia followed all the protocols, 
they don't know that. I think most people in the Philadelphia locker room even don't know what probably some of their teammates are doing. So I, I think it's outlandish to claim that, and it would be outlandish for anybody in Washington to claim the same. So um, I think you have to be careful with that, and like I, I can understand the um, why they'd be upset about moving it two days. But there have been teams on on the other side of that too, and you know I. I, I I would think from their perspective, do you want to play a team that is missing half its roster? I mean, well, I, wouldn't you want to play yeah, the yes. full team? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it depends. It depends. Now, that's somebody who, who he has a Kansas Jayhawks cap this on. My, so you would want some guys this missing. This is my Christmas team. gift from oh, Pete Haley. There you, oh, okay, yeah, how about cool. that? How about that? But, you know, and I, I had Doc Walker on last week, and his thing was, I he's like, I always wanted to play teams at full strength, you know. I don't know. It, 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 here's here's the thing, though, and the best point that's been made is it happened to these guys last year. They were in right. the Minnesota Steelers game. But if they if this game had been scheduled for Sunday at 1, there was a very legitimate case that Washington should have bagged it, forfeited the game, called it, and, and moved okay. on to get healthy for Dallas, in which case nobody, gets, nobody paid. gets paid. And I think the Eagles players need to know you're complaining, but the alternative was not cashing a check potentially. That is right. true. Nobody's and, really brought that up. And, like, but it's, and I don't think that a lot of players understood that. Yeah. If, if they could have had the win, but they wouldn't have had money. And I, I that's, that's a tough call to make right yeah. there. I'll tell you who's <laughs> taking the 40 K this guy right here. All right. We'll try and win Tuesday, but I'm not giving up 40 K at Christmas. No, you know, no yeah. way. Johnny needs a new pair of shoes. You know? So that, That's what, that's what I say. Well, so looking at this game, how hard is it to know what, I mean, what we know who's back already. All right. Today, Cam Sims and Daniel Wise came off. So there's about what half dozen of back. So playing off that and, I'm going to assume right now one of the quarterbacks comes off. Ooh, okay. Just just for sake of okay. conversation. Because if they don't... I think that's a conversation ender if Garrett Gilbert lines that's up. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. they, be, they don't win. And I yeah. would like people to continue listening to us. So let's assume that one, <laughs> one of those quarterbacks comes back. But let's say like, so knowing what we know right now, how do you like, how would you assess their chances in this game. There's a lot of things I like here. I like Antonio Gibson getting extra rest. I like if you have a quarterback, that's the caveat. Right. And, and, it, I, yes. and I don't think it's a given. It's not a given, but, but yeah. Because, you know, it all depends on the swab. It's all up to the swab now. <laughs> stump the swab. Stump, stump, stump the swabby. It's a good it, game. It, it, but, but the defense has enough to contain Jalen Hurts, you know, which has been the big issue. You know, you, you can look back to that Giants game on Thursday night where Daniel right. Jones is running all over them. They have the personnel to contain J- Jalen Hurts as long as they play well. They have the personnel to run the ball effectively which is their key to victory if they have a quarterback i'm not down on their chances at all no and i think that's where nikki the five having getting that d-line back and going with those five d-line sets is huge yeah they're okay in the trenches and i think that's everything i mean you've pointed out that the offensive line is mostly intact i mean they've they're down to their what fourth center um but they've held up Uh, they still got charles leno eric flowers is in there brandon sheriff is back they're they're in pretty good shape. Um, defensive line, yeah, they they got Montez back. They got three quarters of the starting line and their top two reserves at defensive end. So they're looking pretty good there. But and I can't believe it's really come to this if they have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you, where we're at. You're yeah. kind of new around here, Nick. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, We've said that oh, many I, times I went over the, the years. Quarterback cycle in, in Denver for a bit. So I'm used to it. If but. Josh Johnson could win in Jacksonville, right. well, here, right. my my line was Mark Sanchez ain't walking through that door anytime yeah. soon. So you got to roll with Gil- Gilbert or well, or I Sullivan. think the two biggest losses, if they're not cleared by game time, are. are 
Kendall Fuller and Cam Sims because well, that Kendall's second, not playing. Yeah, and and that secondary is is yikes. Yeah, Cam, you know? Cam Curl is a big loss. I mean, both yeah. of them are. But, but Kendall, yeah, Kendall's got the ten days. He's yeah, out. Kendall's yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, but but I one thing I like with that, and you know for. Speaking of three safeties, Nikki wrote a story on Landon Collins a couple of days ago. Thanks a little for plug. The plug. There you go. Appreciate um, it. But what I still like is that Bobby McCain has the versatility. Yeah. And so he can yeah. play up in the slot. He can move around. So and DeShazer Everett is physical. So yeah. I think you still have elements that you can do. You just don't have it contained in one guy, right. which you which you have in Cam Curl. Um, but you know what, what about like what, you know, you brought up the pass game. We'll talk about the pass game. We let's say. It's Garrett Gilbert or Kyle Sherman. It looks like I would guess it would be Gilbert. I don't know, but yeah. you know what? What do they do? Like, how do you make a passing game out of that, Michael? I think you try to win a Patriots style and uh, you know just just run it on every single play like they did against Buffalo. Triple wishbone, maybe. Trip, triple wishbone offense. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I think JD McKissick back is 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 a big development if you get a healthy JD McKissick out there or, or a healthy enough JD McKissick because I don't think Antonio Gibson is a a forty carries guy. Like no. you know, I, I don't think that ends well, but if you can get him 25 and really lean on him and get McKissick 15. Patterson I, a few carries. I think I feel good about all those carries mm-hmm. in total. You know, I, I, a cold night in Philly, you know, the weather's getting cold. You know, if, if you can keep them grounded in the past game too, I, you know, you can ground it out. They've shown they can do that this year, you know, with, with some key stops. And, and, and I do think Montez Sweat is, is a potential difference maker coming yeah. back. I, I think he unfairly got lumped into the Chase Young is struggling narrative. I, I Montez think, I think was Montez well. was always playing yeah, better than Chase up yeah. until the injury. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's a good, and I think the other key there, you have an, a, a quarterback that what this has done too, this break, is give Jalen Hurts time to heal his ankle. Yes. Right. So he has more of a chance to play. Right. But what that means is you want you're as athletic an end as possible and that's Montez Sweat right. so to have that to have him back and to have that kind of player there is pretty huge I think it, he would be a good compliment with you know, James Smith Williams I'm assuming is the next one up um, yeah. to replace Chase uh, I, I think they're a good compliment I, I yeah. think James Smith Williams is not many people know about him he's not he doesn't have the flash he he's not Montez or Chase level obviously but he does his job and he does it well and I, I think that's good in helping to set up Montez and the interior guys. Yeah. So. He, he's a little bit of a poor man's Terry in that, you know, you, you take him in the seventh round. As he was a captain. He was a leader. Right. Like, right. We can plug him in on special teams. And then you discover you, you got a little bit more there. Yeah, right. he does. And and I think I, it's not, I think what those guys have done there, first of all, they've done their jobs, he and Tuhill. Mm-hmm. But also what it did is it forced Del Rio and company to be a little bit more creative, aggressive with blitzes right. on certain downs. And right. I think Nikki and you and I had some exchange some text with about like where are they it's more on third downs as we right. saw where they've been blitzing more but I think it forced them to find other ways to pressure which I right. think has helped the defense grow but back to the passing game if it is Gilbert because they will have to throw at some point mm-hmm. Michael you know we're not thank you know, goodness they have Terry McLaurin I, I, that's man, all that's, I have to say man, like, I, I think back to last week's game though DeAndre Carter catches that football in the fourth yeah, quarter it's, a, it's yeah. a different season yeah. Yeah. it really is because you don't need this one you maybe don't need to lobby to move it it's a little bit easier to take your loss and keep moving it, it, it's, or if you have a different field goal kicker in Denver <laughs> if it, but you you signed Curtis Samuel to be the yeah. guy to catch that football in that situation, and then he wasn't out there. It just yeah. goes to yeah. show you the the domino effect of right. these things on, on an entire yeah. season. But having Terry back, yeah. and then Cam Sims, yeah. I think is a Cam big Sims big is addition a big one. as well. Cam Sims is uh, a big one. He can. The ones that I worry about now is you know this is after seeing their their dearth of tight ends over yeah. <laughs> this past couple seasons, really. But like you know, especially right now. 
you know, they're very limited. Um, didn't see Ricky Seals Jones at right. practice on what is say Sunday, so it's, um, you know, it's it's a little concerning mm-hmm. that they don't. I, I was have going their... to the tight end room too. That's a potential yeah. situation. That, yeah. and that, and that is, and we don't know why he wasn't out there. And by the time you hear this, you probably will know whatever the reason right. was, but. You know, maybe Sadiq Charles gets some reps yeah. at tight end. But, but you <laughs> think in, in about those, like, in those run game sets, he yeah, would. Sir. But you think about those 50-50 balls, like the or Cam Kermit. Sims catch. I mean, Ricky Seals Jones had he caught that extra yeah. the two point. You know, you, you need guys like that in addition to Terry because the attention's going to be ninety percent on can't, Terry. You can't yeah. just manufacture with yeah. Terry because yeah. Darius Slay is a hell of a corner oh, yeah. cornerback, gonna, yeah. and that you know you can't just do it with that. And that my fear is with this defense. Defense is pretty good. The Eagles D, so I think that's where you're going to need to be very creative. And but you have to hope that the defense can. The defense has to keep them around. I mean, Washington's defense has to keep them around because oh, otherwise, it's going to be a long night. Are we all writing off Samuel? Is that yeah? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't. And you know the funny thing is like, what kind of a loss is he? They haven't had him. Right. I don't. I, I think it's status box. quo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, almost at this point, Cam Sims may have been a bigger loss because yeah. he gives you he can he can help you down the field. I kind of wish they'd use him a little bit more, and I think maybe they would in this game. But yeah. and this is also where I think Adam Humphreys helps a lot too. And oh, it's yeah. funny because as we were watching the practice today, he's walking off with Garrett Gilbert, talking to him, and probably going over some things. And it might just be is that better and savvy? He's got savvy, (laughs) but it may just be like I'm Adam. You throw it to me on third down. (laughs) That may have been the conversation. Humphreys comes here to play with his buddy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Feels good about the season, and now here we are, (laughs) mid-December. He's introducing himself to something. Welcome to Washington. But if if Heineke can play, because I think as of yesterday, there seemed to be anything can happen. Anything can happen, and and you know we'll see um, how that goes. But if he can play. How does that change this game? Dramatically. Yeah. I, I, I think you even swing it back. Right now the line's six and a half for the Eagles. I, I think it's much closer to a pick yeah. than yeah. the Eagles yeah, by two or three. Yeah, they got Heineke. They with, got with, their, with Heineke yeah. coming in a little bit fresher because he got beat up in that Dallas game. Yeah. He did. So, so a couple bonus days, just like Jalen Hurts is going to do to me, they're, they're a in, lot of good. Even after all this COVID stuff, they're in much better shape if they have Heineke now than – they certainly were ahead of the Dallas game with that defensive line being restored. Yes, and I also think the key, one key for Heineke is I think he's been very good at bouncing back from bad situations. And But if they can keep it close, he's much more effective. Here's the unquantifiable thing. Last year, these guys go to Pittsburgh. They get screwed over by the schedule. Right. You, you, you didn't really hear about it. You, all you heard all that week was, we're going to take care of business. They, they, they take Ron's well, mentality, and, and, we're going to play when we play. I don't get the sense Philly has that mentality. Well, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I've harped on that I felt like the messaging here with, with, you know, with, from all the coaches or players has been about, Hey, this is what we have to do. How important is that? Ron's press conference on Friday before he knew the game was postponed was a masterclass in motivation. He's talking about like, man, like, you know, the Marty's brought me like these great players and we're not even like satisfied with them. We're pumped about them. Like we got the, you know, mm-hmm. and Garrett's played in an NFL game, man. Like he's poised. He's sat, like he's yeah. talking himself into the win instead yeah. of complaining. I, it well, was remarkable. Well, after he <laughs> talked, I went and checked Gilbert's stats again. I'm like, did I miss five years? <laughs> he's played in, he's only, he's thrown like 40, was it 44 passes yeah. in the NFL? Seven one games start? Yeah. since what, 14 or whatever? Yeah. yeah. But how have you, Maniki, about the messaging and how important is that? And what have you seen from that this week and even, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they've tried to play it down as much as they can, really. I mean, this is, like, the top storyline in sports and Life. actually national news, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, just with the outbreak in the NFL. Um, but, you know, they, they've said flat out, you know, we'll, we'll try to be, we'll be ready when it happens. And they haven't argued, you know, strongly one way or the other, you know, asked about... Um, whether it's fair to postpone, they've kind of played the party line, and like it's good. Don't how, bring too much attention. And how much does to that the, matter? Do you, I think it's big because you don't want to bring too much attention to the circumstances, and and just let your play speak for itself. And hopefully, your play doesn't look like it did against the Dallas Cowboys. And you know, it's funny. If I were the Sirianni, if they had played today, I'd have been really nervous. Because this is when like these huge upsets can occur, no, and they're like, I wouldn't have been. <laughs> well, well, that, let me say this: as a coach, yeah. I would have been sure, because you're always like, you can't lose this game. No, you yeah. couldn't lose this that's game. That's a season so, ruiner if you do. Right, yeah. and so if you do, it's like that's a horrible reflection. Mm-hmm. So like, but and you end up, you may have ended up blowing them out, but you go in there feeling like, oh my god, you, you, these guys have to be locked in because this is such an overwhelming favorite situation. There's no upside, only downside. Right. Either, well, yeah, you know yeah, the storyline sure everybody's or... ignoring and it's going to happen is the Ryan Kerrigan revenge game. <laughs> He's going to come sack. out with three and a half sacks. But he'll, I mean, so he'd get his first sack. I mean, he hasn't had any First sacks. and like two more. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have a monster game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. So last word here. Um, I don't even know what the last word is because nobody really knows what to expect. Here's the last word. I don't enjoy going to Philadelphia, so I appreciate we'll be up and back. It'll be it'll be quick. <laughs> uh, it's one of my least favorite cities we go to. It'll be cold. It'll wow, be just winning over fans. Yeah, like, yeah no, the, fans know, how, the fans yeah. know how I feel if about If you're listening them. to this and you're from Philly, do not hit my car after the game, <laughs> all right? Tarek got say. that once <laughs> he did. Uh, back in the day. Uh, look, I think you have to consider Philly the favorites, but I, I think the same way last week a lot of the intangible stuff played towards Dallas. They kind of controlled the narrative. I think Washington's controlling the narrative this yeah. week. I think it's totally okay to be optimistic. Yeah. Nikki? I agree. I agree. I'm just not so sure about the following week, you know, with the you, you, short schedule. You, that's where it becomes... You're going to have to get that custom bench ready on short notice. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope Ron did get a custom bench and is bringing fantastic. it into Jerry World. But I think, like, the next week, I think you worry about that then. If they can pull yeah. this one off, then the next week isn't quite as monstrous if they don't pull it off. It becomes less essential too. We said all along they needed three of the five right. NFC East right. games. If you pick up this you one, Philly and you, the Giants. You, yeah. you just need to beat Philly and the Giants for a playoff spot. No, nobody's arguing with that. That's doable. See what happens. Should be interesting. Thanks, guys. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Nikki and Michael for joining me and thanks to you for listening. Crazy times, and everybody's got to be ready to adjust and adapt to changes that keep coming, not just with sports, but in society. Keep your head on a swivel, folks. I'll be back with another episode after Tuesday's game. Talk to you next time.